Chasing something that wasn't there, David. Yo, hello, Brooklyn. Yes. Strong energy. You're listening to the dollop. This is a biracial American history podcast. Each week, I, a white guy, Dave Anthony reads a story to another white guy. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Oh my God, I'll tell you what it's about. Wait a minute, let's record this one. Roll them. Um, oh, we should announce the places we're going to be. Oh, yeah. We are, uh, we're going to be doing European dates. Uh, Stockholm. What, Boo? Hey, if the guy the wants to be against it, let him be against it. What the it, fuck huh? happened? No, they've done a lot of bad stuff. Oslo, 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 Oslo. Oslo. Amsterdam, Glasgow, Manchester, London, Birmingham, Cardiff. Birmingham, Birmingham. Dublin. Not Birmingham. 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 Cardiff, Dublin, and uh, hopefully Copenhagen. 1612! Yeah, we went way back, didn't we? Yeah. Feels like we might talk about pies. Harmon van den Bogart. Sure. Was born in the Netherlands. Harmon van den Bogart? That's right. Okay. Almost nothing is known of his childhood. Okay. He started a... Two- so can we just assume that his dad left when he was like two and then three of his siblings passed away? Yeah. Okay. And he had probably... And he started working at eight? He started working at eight. He probably had 34 uh, brothers who died. Yeah. All right. Okay. Great. He started a two-year apprenticeship uh, to become a barber slash surgeon in 1627. <laughs> Like, like this. And a little off the kidney. Thank you. Yes, yes. It's interesting. So that's yeah. how... So, yep. so that's we're combining how those. We're allowing those two to become... Yep. Absolutely. Which is the harder job, I guess, is the question. Cause well, I would say that um, the hair, because people are more picky. Yeah, right. Yeah. If someone complains about organ surgery, you just go a little deeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On March 21st, 1630, he set sail uh, from the Dutch island Texel on the ship Eindracht. His destination was New Amsterdam in North America. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. The Dutch colony of New Amsterdam was a fortified city confined to the southern tip of Manhattan. Harmon was only 18 years old when he arrived. He was listed as a barber slash surgeon. So it's not just something he's saying. Other people are like, great job. Uh, great normal job. Great oh, benefits. They're thrilled to have him. Yeah. No, it's a great... That's a skilled laborer and a barber. Right. You don't have to get two guys. You get one guy. No, does both. no. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, for sure. Who's not going to go to the guy who knows those two, sort of? His listed skills included trimming beards, 
shaving, bloodletting, and amputations. So that's not just sort of a fun little fact that was in the early part of the story. This is a thing that we're carrying through for a minute. That is correct. So he's, he can give you a fade and then also... Take off an arm. If your arm needs to go. That's right. Right. Okay. You're a little bit off, uh, a little bit off the top here and then yeah. the whole left yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I, Sorry, can you get rid of the right one? This looks a little uneven. And I think I want to do bangs. <laughs> I'd like a Caesar and no foot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, what is the facility he works in? I don't know, but I bet there's a drain. <laughs> the person who sweeps up the hair is just also like taking up feet. Like, there you go. Uh, so he was uh, he was placed in the Hudson River Trading Post at Fort Oranya, which is orange, I assume. But we'll we'll speak the Dutch way on this one. Oranya, uh, which is now Albany. Okay. Guys. Pick your battles. Seriously, it's a it's a place that no one gives a fuck about. Okay. Okay. It's This is every comedian in Los Angeles coming back from Albany. Fuck, it's it, it's awful. It's it's like a bomb went off. It just... Dave, fuck. And then someone Dave, goes, have you been to Syracuse? just pronounce it correctly. He goes to Syracuse, and that person goes, no, no. And they go, Do you see what like happens? Rather than than pronounce it correctly. He will shit on it until it goes away. Plus, Cuomo's there, so you should blow it up. Besides the fort, there was the huge Ranselirswick colony. Uh, so there's the fort, right, that they have for their military, and then next to it they have a colony that's been built. It's, it's very big. Okay. Because this is the fork of these two rivers in, uh, at Albany. Since this was a Dutch settlement, it was nothing like one of the Puritan no-fun zones in New England. Settlers had a great, grand old time. Uh, the Dutch Republic in the 1600s was the most progressive and culturally diverse society in Europe. That was reflected in their settlements, which had the same tolerance, openness, and free trade. Uh, I mean, they killed Native Americans, but as far as progressiveness, they were on top of the heap, except uh, homosexuality was a capital offense. But other than that, You're super really tolerant. You're slipping a lot of veggies in the cookies right there. And, uh, to- tolerant for the 1600s. Sure, that? which is highly intolerant. Yes. Right. Like, now we'd be like, Georgia. But back then, the Georgia to them was like, this is like a fuck party. Like, right. Uh, smuggling, uh, drunkenness, and debt were serious problems in the settlement. Those kind of go together. Yeah. Uh, Harmon's training as a barber slash surgeon was very needed. What in... 
what, what, uh, they need a surgeon. They're like, yeah, it's great that you're a barber. He's like, let me know. They're like, yeah, no, we need help in here. Yeah. And a, and a barber. Because if you're trying to cut your hair and you slice your head open, now you need a barber surgeon. You need a surgeon. You don't know what it was like out there with the hair. There was I, a, I know a what lot heads of, are. My well, hair was, hair was uh, more difficult. I'm done with this conversation. Okay. You shouldn't have brought it up. You brought it up. The settlement at Fort Oranya had become the center of the fur trade. It was at the conjunction of the Mohawk and Hudson Rivers, and Native Americans would bring pelts and trade them. And then the Dutch would send them down the river to Manhattan, or New Amsterdam, and the Dutch had a very strong relationship with the Mohawks, who brought them pelts. All seems good. It's all fucking rolling. Now we're all, now we're all descendants from Dutch people. Oh, wait, there's more. Never mind, there's more. Then in 1634, suddenly the fur deliveries from the Mohawks started drying up. Okay. Uh, they didn't really not, they didn't know a lot about the land out there, um, but they did know that upriver there were some really big lakes, and that's where a lot of the beavers were hunted. And also those lakes were very close to the French, so they quickly deduced that the French had moved further south and were now trading with the Mohawks. Okay. Now beaver pelts are the entire reason the Dutch were in North America. It's all about, all about the beaver. It's like uh, Revenge of the Nerds. For decades, debts... For decades, debts were paid with beaver pelts. So you're like, you owe me some money, and you're like, all right, here's some, yeah. here's, this is part of an animal. Uh, all right, now that I know you have money, I'll stop being such an asshole. So... There's the beaver fur, and then the pelt is a layer under the fur. What? Who wants that part? It's soft and what, awesome. The, the cordage of the animal? No, it's like a, it's like a softer, furry uh, thing. It's softer than fur? I mean, there's going to be a... I'm going to make skin. a... It's skin. It's not skin. It's a felt hat. We're okay. made from pelt. Okay. So felt hats are a big status symbol. That you had to have your anybody in Europe at the time, you had to have a fucking felt hat. Sure, and the beavers were like, "Glad this is in yeah, fashion. This is awesome. Yes, that's great. That's the part that you will kill us. Yeah, so thank lo- you for taking that. Yeah, thank you for using an, an inner part of me on your head to w- walk around. Look at that. I'm a beaver. That guy knows what he's doing. Look at that hat. He tortured a beaver for that. Uh, so everybody had, the Puritans had big felt black bonnets, Dutch officers had the felt chapeau, and later the English top hat. So hats are insanely... Fucking English. Yeah. It's insane. Let's make it larger. It's four beaver backs. Uh. Mm. Uh. I've got a big, I've got a large round hat. Uh. I look like a cunt. It's fair, that's, don't get upset, ladies. It's very British, what I just did there. Yeah. Or Scottish, whatever. Sure, wherever gets you off the hook, you asshole. Yep. That's right. So hats are insanely expensive, mostly because you have to kill beavers in another continent to whatever. In 1641, an Englishman wrote in his diary that he paid about three months of wages for a hat. 
worth it. <sighs> Here we go again. Yep. So it's serious money we're talking about when it comes to killing and removing the outer layer of a delightful water animal. Yeah. Uh, the French, the English, and the Dutch are all competing to get their hands on the pelts uh, that the Native Americans would get by killing and trapping the beavers. Uh, there is still a seal. Uh, the New York City seal has a beaver, oh. a beaver on it to celebrate the North American Dude, beaver I, genocide. I thought you were about to get into seal killings. No, no. <laughs> I no, was like, yeah, the New York City s- seal still has a beaver on so it. The, so the beaver rides on the seal's back. That's right. And that's been like that since then. That's right. Now that's interesting. A seal with a beaver rider on it. Does he have little straps to be like, yeah. No, he, he hangs on with his little claws. That makes sense. That or his, Makes his, sense. His tail goes, yeah. He doesn't sure. have to say it. Sure, tail, he jockeys on the, the seal. The tail whaps, whaps, whaps. The New York seal. The New York seal. Good to, good to catch up. Okay, so like I said, the pelts are suddenly not making their way to Fort or- Orania, um, which is a big fucking deal. At this point, Harmon is 22 years old. Okay. So he'd clearly proven he was the shit because he was asked for and was given the task to head out into the interior... Oh, boy. ...to find the Mohawks village... Oh ...and talk them into not doing business with the French. Oh, boy. That is... That's an ambitious... Right? What is not he, he's not going to cut his hair out of this one. I mean, he's not... That's not... That, you're not going to bribe people with being like, and I can give you something. Oh, actually, a hairstyle I'm calling the Mohawk, uh, which I think <laughs> you guys might really love. Uh... So the Mohawks and the Mohicans are at war, and they're okay. both in the area. Uh, the Dutch had already made a huge blunder in 1626. A captain had been told to stay neutral when it came to the tribes, but he decided on his own to side with the Mohicans when they were going on a raid into Mohawk territory. Okay. Uh, and the war party was ambushed, and the captain and three other Dutchmen were killed brutally. Rumor said one had been eaten by the Mohawks. Well, that's okay. Quote, after uh, having well roasted him. Well, I mean, just because it's human, you still want to cook it through. Yeah, I agree. But Mohawks are not cannibals, so that's bullshit. Uh, They were, however, uh, other tribes called them, quote, man-eaters, because it was rumored that way in the past they had engaged in cannibalism, but they hadn't. But they were so. So like everyone's just gossiping that they eat people and they don't. Yeah, you're doing it right now. <laughs> you're part of the problem. It's true. Yeah, let them get away from that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's very big of you. They didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone was just like, they eat people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no Dutch had ventured into Native American country since then preferring to stay, stay in their little colony version of Holland. Sure. Uh, so this is a dangerous trip that Harmon's going to make. So it's important. Uh, he's going to do it. He made the journey in the middle of winter because he couldn't wait till spring. No, of course not. Well, they need the beaver pelts. Sure. That's the whole no, reason they're there. Yeah, go die, for sure. Definitely do it this way. They left on December 11th. This the, man, right are we... where you want to go. <laughs> right before winter. Head out. Get out there. All right. And we leave at 1 a.m. All right? Make our move right. Smart. We move wait, at night. Wait. Wait. Wait till the storm hits. Hold on. 
They say it's going to be the worst one we've seen. There we go. Boys, the Nor'easter's here. Let's go. Here. Put your jackets over here. They're slowing us down. Uh, so two men went with him. Euronymous Delacroix. He's going to die. Euronymous's don't make it through winter storms. No. Never have. <laughs> That's why it's not a name anymore. Uh, it's the, from the Greek god of dying. And then the other guy was named Willem Thomason. That's fine. He might be okay. Uh, they also had some Native American guides with them. So... Uh, they go out, they go further than the guy who got killed. Um, they, they're venturing into uncharted territory, possibly deadly wilderness. It's a pretty big fucking deal. Yeah. Weather's very icy. And again, he's just a barber surgeon. Yep. That's right. But what better man to send? Many others. So they had packs of food along with equipment. Uh-huh. <laughs> they always do, David. They always do. It always works. <laughs> they always have a lot of provisions. Have I ever... They're like, look, honest to God, we might gain weight on this trip. <laughs> and then by the end of month four, it's like, all right, we're eating Ted, and, and here's why. And um, we're eating... Ted, don't do this, Ted. You drew What if I eat my own eye? There we go. Uh, Ted, no, not helping things. Teddy, Ted, Ted. Oh, God. Pull it down. It shouldn't look like it's ice cream. Stop that. Um, so the first night, they camped in a forest. In the middle of the night, Harmon woke up because he saw the guides were quietly packing up and leaving. How great is that moment? Excuse me, excuse me. What are you guys... What, what the fuck are you guys doing? What are you doing? No, 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 don't, no. Then we had a miscommunication. This is, no, this is a long haul thing I was proposing. Just a guy. Just I didn't cut you guys here for free to say you can go after night one. Putting on his pants and running at the same time. <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. So, so they packed up and left, and then Harmon wakes up the other guys, and they start packing up and trying to follow him. Um, this isn't how it was supposed to go, right? No, yeah. not at all. Uh, so they chase after them, and it turns out that the guide's dogs had eaten all the meat and cheese that they had brought. <laughs> so that's why they were leaving. They're like, fuck this. These white guys are going to fucking kill us. <laughs> Those dogs are like, what a great idea. You guys want to do, do another this. night? Let's do another we night. We should do this a bunch. Good trip. Fuck, I didn't know I loved cheese. They're food drunk. They're food drunk dogs. And then another thing. I'm sick of what you're feeding me. Hey. I love cheese. Hey. I love you. Bow, wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what is that? That's uh, no, my tail. Uh, Fuck. Uh, oh, my God. I had so much cheese. Cheese drunk dogs. God, these guys are mad. Chill out, man. We're Fuck fine. You. I hunt better after a couple. 
So, man, those ducks. I mean, what a ride. So now I don't understand this because they're one day into the trip. So I don't understand why they didn't go back and get more meat. Yeah, of course. But they didn't. Of course, right. So they were like, we've come too far. We're a mile and a half away. What would we do? Turn all the way around? I say we finish the trip. Maybe they just didn't want to go back and go, so listen. Super fucked up thing happened, but we, we put the, at night we put all the meat and cheese the in The dogs bowl. ate it? We put it in a bowl. There you go. I didn't uh, think it was a bad idea. Take these, they're craft singles. You will, there's extra packaging. Each one is fortified with a plastic layer. Then we'll go into our ocean. All we brought were snossages. <laughs> I guess in retrospect we shouldn't have brought begging begging strips. Begging strips. Like Whatever the thing that makes the dog go bacon, 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 is it bacon, bacon? That's what we brought. Uh, so now all they have to eat that's left is bread. Oh, that's good. That's a good diet, right? They say to just eat bread. Yep. So luckily the next day, they happen to run into a party of Mohawks who were so freaked out seeing the Dutchmen that they dropped their packs and just ran and hid in a swamp. So then the Dutch guys just ransacked the packs and devoured, quote, a small loaf of bread with beans. So they got beans. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I'm also curious about the... I don't know. Native Americans just went and ran in the... Well, they're basically ghosts coming out of there. You're like, what the fuck? Still, take your pack to the swamp. Yeah, I would have done that. Hide with your pack in the swamp. Yep. For the next few days, they hiked through two and a half of, of foot de- deep snow. Well, that's the beauty of leaving in December. Yeah. That's why you do it. Yeah. As uh, more snow was falling all the time, nine days in, they had to cross a freezing stream by wading through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quote, it's okay. They have beans. Yeah. Quote, the Lord God protected us and we made it across. We were soaked up to the waist. That's not really the Lord God protecting you. That's, yeah, um, also, what, what about God when it came to the dogs eating all your fucking cheese, dumbass? The Lord? I don't know why God did that, though. We really could use some cheese and meats, God. Weirdo. What weird choices he makes for us. Now he's happy that we waded through water to he's our waist. He's so unpredictable. It's great. My dick is falling off from the cold. Thank you, God. Let's eat it. <laughs> the dog already did. Uh, I'm not sure what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I have four dicks. <laughs> he's got a toothpick. <laughs> uh so as they walked with freezing wet clothes from the waist down, sure. they walked up the top of the hill and looked down, and then they saw a large Mohawk village. 32 houses in a clearing. About uh, Some houses are 200 feet long. Okay. They're called long houses. Harmon was the first person to document the villages and life in them. The Mohawks were part of the Iroquois Confederacy of Tribes. Made up of the Cayuga, the Onondaga, the Mohawk, the Seneca, and the Oneida. The French called them the Iroquois, uh, but they called themselves the Haudenosaunee, which means people of the longhouse. Okay. Pretty basic. Right. They lived in longhouses. Longhouses, so right. Like, let's just, we'll be the uh, people who live in the longhouse. Okay, sure. 
They were welcomed and given uh, the Mohawks like, yeah, fucking come on in. Where, uh, I don't know this... if they were saying it like that. Yep, yep, they swore Dude, a lot. Dude, come chill. We got PlayStation. Uh, they were given baked pumpkin, beans, and venison. Okay. So it's all fucking happening. Well, normally when you say that... Thomason's leg was swollen from the trip, so being a doctor... No. Harmon... He's a doctor. No, he's not. He's a barber. Surgeon. You're right. He's, he's a, a surgeon. A barber slash liar. What is his experience in surgery? He's done a lot of cutting off of things. Sure. Great. And taking stuff out. Taking the blood out of people. So Harmon cut open Thomason's leg and smeared the wound with bear grease. Just like they do today at New York General Hospital. He just buttered the wound? No, he didn't butter the wound. He made the wound and then buttered it. It was just a swollen leg. Did he think it was a baked potato? He was like, well, that... He was like, well, that one's big. Cut it open. Well, what's happened is your leg has uh, helium in it. And uh, I'm going to cut it open and then put a bunch of animal grease in it. And then, uh, I don't know. Then I'll give you a haircut. You'll forget all about it. How's that sound? Does that sound good? <laughs> so the village chief gave Harmony mountain lion skin to sleep with. Quote, in the morning I had at least 100 lice. I mean, no. that's not a great mountain lion no. skin. No, Can I have one without lice? No. Uh, so they, they kept heading into Mohawk territory. They but went, sorry, one of them has an open buttered leg, yep. and the other one is yeah, now but, just a lice planet? Well, there's, well there, he put grease on it, so that one's fine. I don't understand what the grease does. It makes it slippery for him to operate on again? <laughs> no, it uh, cleanses the wound. Uh-huh. Uh, it sounded very made up. I think it's to stop it from bleeding, maybe? But he... <laughs> but he made it? Yes. Well, he's a doctor. Oh, when you're... Oh, say you go to a hospital and you need your uh, part out, your uh, heart taken out or one of your lungs. Sure. Do you want to pick something less vital? <laughs> I am here to get my heart out. That, what is that? I have a 232. Say, is that going to be a problem for you guys? Well, I just need what? the heart removed. And maybe a lung. Will that, will that make my life difficult? Well, they're taking out one of your hearts. And uh, they have to cut to get it out, right? So that's yeah. what he did. He got the swollen Super out. Super different. He got the swelling out. No, he didn't. Have you ever been to a doctor? Yes. you have a swollen something? And he cuts it open. And no, puts, that's not the process. They, they put no, bacon grease on it now. No, no. Bacon grease. Have you ever been to Kaiser? Yeah. I'm going to put a couple fried eggs in this. Uh, do you, can people eat from this? Do you mind? Um, so they went from Mohawk Village to Mohawk Village, getting deeper into Mohawk territory. Uh, so the Mohawk were always excited to see them. Uh, they'd often run around thrilled, and they would yell at the Dutch to shoot. Because at this point, they knew about guns but didn't have any, so they right. just wanted to see the... Uh, Shooting. Later on, they wouldn't have that excitement. Right. <laughs> that reaction changes over time quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, the villages were set up with what were basically roads between houses. 
Okay. Which surprised them. They're like, oh, that's fucking crazy. They are actually uh, people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't they have roads between their houses? Yeah. Uh, villages often had a bear that had been captured and was being uh, prepared for, uh, for eating. Prepared, but yes. They were fattening it up. They right. And well, and it. also the medical uses from the right. grease. You can also take out all it's that like fat. all. Put it on your wounds and your eyes. Yeah. Your yeah put it on eye. your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what won't it do besides stuff? On the 17th, he wrote that... Uh, so this is six days in? Yep. Okay. Seven days in. So yeah, six days in. Uh, on December 17th, he wrote that one village, uh, one village, quote, a bear was being fattened. It had been there almost three years and was so tame that it ate everything given to it. So that's pretty awesome. That's a pet. That's a pet that they're going to eat. Mm. Like you do with uh, you're gonna do with your... <laughs> <laughs> At one village, a bear was so tame, Harmon wrote, quote, I wanted to buy the bear, but they would not part with it. Come on, what, let what, me have this what, one! What is, what is his plan? What is he doing? He's fucking cutting friends' legs open, putting grease in it. He wants to add a bear to the mission? Come on, it'll be fun. We'll have a little mascot. A live bear. A yeah. spoiled bear. Let's take him on the journey. He's probably got a ball that he... Yeah. Spins. No. We, if there's one thing we know about bears, it's that they're wildly predictable. The guy with the open legs, like, you sure we should get a bear now? Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. At another village, he wrote, quote, three women came with some dried and fresh salmon, but they smelled very bad. Just keeping a diary. This is a really great update. So his, his diary's a little like Facebook. Well, this is literally the first record ever kept of someone going in to meet the, the Mohawks. Okay. And really anybody like in the interior of America. This is the first guy. Right. Um, the barber slash surgeon. That's right. So that same night when he wrote about the women and the fish, he wrote, he, uh, apparently things got super weird because that night he wrote, quote, Euronymous told me that an Indian was planning to kill him with a knife. Well, I mean, Yeah. But then, but then he never wrote about it again, and Euronymous was not stabbed, so that just went away, whatever that exciting thing was. <laughs> so he, no follow-up. He's up. kind of a setup guy. Not super, really a... super shitty diary. <laughs> super shitty diary. Yeah, so he's a barber slash surgeon slash great writer. At another village, he was helping care for a sick man when two doctors arrived to heal him. They were called uh, Sunichkos, which meant, quote, to exercise the devil. Harmon wrote a description of their healing service. This is the first description of a Native American healing service ever. Quote, Then both of them put on a snakeskin around their heads and washed their hands and faces. They then took the sick person and laid him before a large fire. Taking a bucket of water in which they'd put some medicine, they washed a stick in it a half L long. They stuck it down their throats and vomited on the patient's head. <laughs> and all over his body. <laughs> they then performed shouting and rapid clapping of hands, as is their custom, first on one thing and then on the other, so that sweat rolled off everywhere. So that guy was cured. You mean one of the doctors? 
He's like, I feel way better. I should not have eaten that. How's he doing? Not well, huh? I mean, I, we, did, we threw up on him a lot. We really did. Whew. That stick will get down in you, won't it? That stick goes deep. <laughs> just throwing up. It would just be so great if we were still this backward and you went to a doctor and the guy... Oh, no, I'm better. Thank you. Now instead, they're just like, that'll be $15,000. I mean, it's literally better than what the, fucking, the white guys are doing, which is putting beetles on people's necks. Um, if they threw up on you. That's crazy. Eat these beetles. <laughs> and now we're going to take all your blood out. All right, now we're going to drain you of blood after you eat the beetles. Sorry that you were put through such malpractice. So Harmon got to see another healing ritual at another village. Quote. Now, is this the sort of stuff he should be seeing as yeah, a slash he's, surgeon? He's going in and saying, I'm a doctor. So he's learning from other. It's like when you go to another hospital. you. And I'm suggesting this isn't good. <laughs> but I'm saying they're all doctors and they're treating each other with respect. Well, one of them cut open a leg and put bear grease in it. And the others are just throwing up on people. <laughs> yeah, they're doctors. Okay. Uh, quote, when we arrived, the floor of the house was completely covered with tree bark over which the devil hunters would walk. They were old men who were all painted with red paint on their faces. In the middle of this house was a very sick person who had been languishing for a long time, and there sat an old woman who had an empty turtle shell in her hands, in which were beads that rattled when she sang. Here they attempted to catch the devil and trample him to death, for they stomped all the bark in the house to pieces after much stomping and running, one of them went to the sick person and took an otter fur from his hand, and for a long time, they sucked on the sick man's neck and back. He then spit in the otter and threw it to the ground, running away with great excitement. Other men then ran to the otter... <laughs> Other men then ran to the otter and performed such antics that it was a wonder to see. Indeed, they threw fire, ate fire, and threw hot ashes and embers in such a way that I finally ran out of the house. How's the patient? <laughs> well, as you can see by the otter, he's not, uh, he's not doing great. They sucked on his back. Okay. I mean, look. How's that? I think what we're learning is that it doesn't matter what culture. In the 1600s, yeah. medicine was really shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knew what they were doing. Nobody. Hickeys were a cure. We're going to give them a bunch of hickeys. I have an idea. Hear me out. There, and remember, guys, there's no bad ideas. Hear me out. We put an otter in his hand. I love it so far. Then we spit on him and we throw up on him. And then Obviously. We, we take the otter out and we throw fire at the otter. That's great. He's fine. Should we eat any fire? No, but we'll have someone roll bees around a turtle. Oh, okay. Well, that works. That's great. Well, he'll be fine. (laughs) And the way these things worked is one time they'd bring in a turtle and roll bees around, and they'd be like, he got better. Well, that works. Oh, that's so true. (laughs) Yeah. All right, we've got to recreate it perfectly. We need the bees in the turtle shell. So they kept moving and finally arrived at the most important village where Harmon would negotiate. So they're at the main Mohawk village. Sure. After being welcomed and brought into a house that has paintings on the wall, uh, they were fed, and after eating, they were berated by a lower tribal leader. So they all eat and have a good time, and this guy's like, Fuck you! 
He might have just you been a doctor. You fucking shithead. Yeah, that's right. Right, he's a doctor. I don't have a fever. I'm fine. He's, Go fuck yourself. He's Dr. Fuck You. He's great. So the guy's yelling at him. He's giving him shit for not bringing decent presents. And then showed them what the French had given him. He's like, check this shit out. It's pretty fucking awesome. It's an Eiffel sh- Tower. Wow. Yeah. And you guys are just coming over here eating. So they had very nice shirts from the French and coats. Suddenly it gets very tense. The guy keeps yelling at him as other Mohawks, quote, sat so close to us that we could barely sit, they could have easily grabbed us with their hands and killed us. Harmon counted 46 Mohawk guys packed around them. One of them started screaming at the Dutch and calling them scoundrels. Thomason, who was a sailor and a super tough guy, burst into tears. It's good. Show them that. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, Harmon screamed back at them and called them scoundrels, and it worked. All the Mohawks started laughing. Boy, that is a tough room to predict. Like, okay, I think it's better. Great. What's happening? One said it was all a misunderstanding. Quote. <laughs> all right, we get it now. Quote, Next time, bring shirts. <laughs> Quote, you must not be angry. We're happy that you have come here. So they're just testing him to see if they're, you know, tough guys or not. Well, they found out one of them is not. Yeah. Hey, Why did you guys have to put us through that stuff? Ooh, We've been through enough. We just wanted to have a bear for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> then an old guy came up and put his hand on Harmon's chest to see how his heart was beating and announced that Harmon was not afraid, so he'd pass some kind of test. (laughs) What? It's the first lie detector. (laughs) So then uh, Harmon and Thomason passed out, knives, scissors, and other presents they had brought. They, after this altercation, were like, take some knives. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you know, you guys need knives. Use these a lot. Uh, The Mohawks then gave Harmon a beaver coat. Okay. Not a coat that a beaver would wear, a coat made out of... Oh, right. Not like yeah. a cute little, like... Yeah, not like a corduroy little... Corduroy beaver jacket. Yeah, not like that. <laughs> I wish it was that. And now I want to picture beavers in that. <laughs> this fun little fashionable beaver is wearing a corduroy suit. It says, uh, damned if I do, damned if I don't. <laughs> So then they talked. Turns out the, the Hurons were working with the French, and that was who was coming down to trade for pelts. But the Mohawk did not trust the Huron and wanted to stay in business with the Dutch. So they made an offer, and Harmon just sat there and didn't say anything, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he was like, oh, I don't have authority to agree to a deal. <laughs> and they were like, what? And he's like, I gotta take it back to the fort, and then they'll give it the old yay or nay. So Harmon uh, was then given a house, uh, a presents, and a big chunk of bear meat. Why leave here? I know. What, after this? I would never leave Never here. leave. Never. Yeah. Got a home and bear? So we assume uh, some sex stuff went on because Harmon wrote up a dictionary. Oh, really? Of- Slow down, dude. Slow down. <laughs> Harmon wrote up a dictionary of Mohawk vocabulary words and phrases. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking um. 
Words like man, woman, prostitute, vagina, phallus, and testicles. What's this one? Were there other words in his dictionary, or uh, was that it? Butthole, uh, blumpkin. Hey, hey, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hey, a guy's diary is a guy's diary. Cleveland steamer. Hey, that's uh, uh, where a bunch of you get out of top dirt, of the... Dirty Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. Those are medical practices, you idiot. The Cleveland steamer cures mumps. <laughs> uh, he also... The doctors performed a Cleveland steamer that was amazing. He also wrote down phrases like, when shall you return, very beautiful, and to have intercourse. So what is he up to? He's, he's just down there pounding? He's there to fucking party. Beaver coat indeed. Everybody who... So he's got the deal on the table, and then the three Dutchmen return to Fort Oranje in late January. So they've been out for a while, right? Okay. Uh, by that time, everyone thought they were dead. Sure. Uh, they had traveled almost all the way to Lake Ontario and back. They were further excited when they found out Harmon had made a deal that would uh, cut out the French entirely. So Harmon wrote a... He, this whole time he wrote a, well, why, a... Why couldn't he just say yes? That was the whole reason he was sent there. He was like, let me go check with my dad. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know why he couldn't say yes to the deal. He's uh, there. Yeah, That was I the agree. whole point he went. I agree, but he's also just a surgeon uh, barber. He's, he's not, not a, either from what I've heard so far. I've not, not heard a, about one goddamn haircut and all he's done is open to friend's leg for no reason. Because it was swollen. That's what he's you do. like, oh, let's open it. You pop it if you got a big it's leg. It's not a pimple. No, if you got a big leg, you pop it. That's, no, uh, no, no. Oh, have you been to medical school? No. <laughs> pop a leg. Um, Dr. Vidal says soon. I'm ready. Uh, so he keeps his journal the whole time. Um, his final entry in the journal, once he got back, was, quote, praise and thank God, the 21st of January, 1635. The journal was then sent to Killian Van Rensselaer and stored in his large collection of documents in the Netherlands, but one thing Harmon forgot to do uh, was write his name in the journal. <laughs> so basically, this journal has now just gone off and is in a big collection of stuff with no one's name on it. Cool. It's Good fine. work. Way to do it. Yep. No one thought to look nope. at that. Uh, so Harmon's time, as a hero, Harmon's time as a hero of the settlement was pretty short-lived. In 1637, along with a few others, it was, he was reported for trading furs on his own instead of through agents of the West India Company. Okay. A very angry Rensselaer wrote Amsterdam that he, quote, New Amsterdam, that he, quote, did not propose to have people cheat me in this underhanded fashion. He threatened to exile anyone who did not pay him what he had lost on the sales, and he also sent eight copies of a book called The Practice of Godliness. The Practice of Godliness? Yeah. Yeah, right. So For this like, read stuff? that shit, you fuckers. Right, right. You're right. That same year, so he's living in... Uh, Manhattan now, Harmon. That same year, he testified in court that he and several, quote, others, Mary, were drinking together when the wife of Thomas Besher, quote, notwithstanding her husband's presence, fumbled at the front of the breeches of most all who were present, and when, when her husband requested her to go home with him, refused to do so, but continued to act as before. That's in the dictionary? Uh, no, so, that, that's a party girl. So she's trying to 
She's trying to get in the breeches. Sure. Trying to get, uh, trying to get some Dutch. While her husband's like, honey. Honey. Don't you think hey. we should go soon? Hon. Can you not grab everybody's dick in the honey, bar? Honey, can we maybe talk about that? I love you so much. Married. And those are my friends. Married. You've got Hans Hon. dick in your mouth. Honey. Well, then hurry up, because I'm not going to watch all of them. I really, I have a line, and you're right near it. You are very close to it. You're knocking on the door. Should have married a bear. Uh, no, no word on what the punishment was for the great wife of Thomas Basher, but you can be sure that wasn't well, a great yeah, moment. Right. Uh, at well, some we point, know how rational everyone was, yeah. so they were probably like... But these guys are a little looser than others. But again, he did write about it, so it was clearly an issue. I mean, he testified in court, so... If you're... <laughs> what was the court case about? <laughs> the dick versus Hannah. I assume divorce or just... I don't know. Maybe you couldn't blow that many guys? I don't know what the rules were. I'm sure were. there was something insane. Uh, at some point, Harmon, I guess, thought he wasn't making enough money because he decided to switch careers and become a pirate. Wait. So he's a barber, he's a surgeon, yeah. and he's a pirate now. That's right. I. All right. Feels like a jack of all trades. Master so, am, of none. Am I, and I get... This was a way to make money back then? You would all go in on a pirate ship? A pirate ship? You would all go in on a pirate... It sounds like a midlife crisis. Yeah, me, Dan, and Hank, we're buying a pirate ship. We're all divorced now, so we figured we'd just become buccaneers. Is that crazy? What am I going to do? Sit around and fucking watch football? Or get a pirate ship? Go out and get some gold. And we also bought a bear, so he's part of the crew. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's going to be fucking... I miss my wife. We all miss our wives. We all miss our wives. Oh, damn it. We all miss our wives. Come on. Oh, we're going to make fuck. a flag, and we're going to put it on our <laughs> sail, and it's going to be... She blew so many guys in that I bar. I know. I was there. We I were was... all there. I know, and I know, and I tell you every day. It was worth it. <laughs> Every day, I mean that. But it doesn't matter now. We no, know one matters. rule, our rule, on the sea. We're pirates. By the way, have you ever thought of having a Rachel? I just think if you did a little something with your hair, it would just be dynamite. Especially out there when we have the wind blowing in it. I think that'd look great. I think you'd look great with a Rachel. I really do. Out on the seas, I just think yeah, it would be beautiful. I, mean, I, I feel like I didn't think the whole pirate thing through. You know what I mean? You know what? I'll tell you what would really tie the hairstyle you have together now if you don't want to go that route. If I took your ears off, which I'm also <laughs> completely licensed to do. No. I, it what makes your, your hair now like makes your ears look a little big. I think if I were to just lop them off... That's just, and out there with the sea, the wind in your hair, that's going to be hot look. That's a hot look. That's a hot look. That's a pirate ship that everybody's going to want to be a part of. Everybody's going to, what are those guys doing? You know, you won't hear them say that, because obviously, you know, your auditory function is going to be at a new low. But we'll be out there, we'll be out there, wind blowing in your hair, blood shooting out your ears, just sort of us in the sea, us in the sea, and we got a bear on the boat, you know, bear's steering the fucker at this point, right? I'm banging your wife, everything's great, we're sucking on fucking lemons, you know what I mean? Anybody who's got a sore anything, I just slice that shit open, 
You know what I mean? Baked potato it, let that steam come out of that wound, right? We got a bear driving the goddamn ship. You got a Rachel, you're earless, right? I'm fucking banging your wife, right? Bear's driving the goddamn boat. Who's not going to see that and be like, what does a ticket on that ride cost? Think about it. Think about it. Think about that. <laughs> All right, that sounds kind of cool. Thank you. <laughs> so he went on a ship named Lagars with some other guys. Lagars means the wench. Uh, the literal French translation is bitchy girl. We're fucking coming at you. <laughs> Move, other boats. No. <laughs> you look fucking stupid. I'm so sick of these goddamn swells. She's angry. Harmon had a will typed up and sailed for the Caribbean. That's a good start to any mission. Yep. I should get a will. Uh, so his plan is attack and plunder Spanish treasure fleets. Uh, he's serving as the ship barber slash surgeon. Sure. Great. Perfect. Yep. Well, I mean, at that point, I think it's understandable. Yeah. There's nobody else who's going to do either. I mean, nobody can do anything. That's right. Right. Uh, but the venture... I'm the magician slash gardener of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wizard, and I have gills. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. I'm a lawyer, a poet. <laughs> and I know it. Uh, so the pirate thing did not go as they had hoped. They didn't really? really that's they, weird. They made a little bit of money, but not a lot. Huh, um, wow. So by 1640, he came back to Manhattan. Uh-huh. Uh, he then hired a lawyer to get a small amount of meager back wages that were owed to him by the West India Company. So he clearly didn't make a lot of money. Right. Uh, he then landed a good job. He still got his reputation. Uh, for, uh, for what? For when he went off and But he didn't sealed... write his name in the goddamn journal. He sealed the fucking deal with the... the... He saved the whole fucking colony. Dude, save... give him some fucking props. Save the colony. All right. Settle down. Now beavers, now beavers are dying like crazy because of him. Yeah, let's celebrate. He's awesome. <laughs> he was named the... Uh, uh, commissary of stores at New Amsterdam and would now be responsible for all the goods going in and out of the colony. But he's a surgeon, is it? What is he doing? Does he need more jobs? Well, this is a Does very, nobody need a haircut or anything? This is a super lucrative position. You're basically in charge of everything, so you're, you make a ton of money. Okay. Um, he married and would go on to have four uh, children who all lived. <laughs> now yeah, that's, that's an accomplishment. Fucking... Yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking serious. Even though uh, he lived and worked in Manhattan, he made sure to keep up his Fort Orania connections uh, and visited up there often at the settlement. During one visit in 1643, he treated a Jesuit missionary named Father Isaac Jogues. Uh, so what happened was the missionary, he was a missionary to the Huron tribes, uh, but he was captured with two other Frenchmen and a few Hurons by Mohawk warriors. They cut off both of his thumbs and tore out his fingernails. 
Okay. So, so that's like now. That's a message. Yeah. I mean, that's like now, good luck using your phone. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It, how do you, what do you do? What do you nightmare? You can't even index finger text. You got to do this, but it's still like, It doesn't work as well. You can't. It's harder. Yeah. Can't post to Instagram on stage easily. You also can't, can't hold anything, right? Right, yeah. Really anything. No. You got no opposable thumbs. You're basically... It's like a problem. A, it's a problem You're for essentially us. a squirrel at this point. Well, you're more than a squirrel. So he gets held by them. He, the Mohawks keep him for a year. Okay. And just fuck with him. At one point, they murdered one of his uh, colleagues in front of him. And then finally, uh, Ron's uh, Lear Swick, uh, the settlement, heard about the kidnapping, and they sent people, and they rescued him. Quote, the wound which a dog had inflicted upon me the night that I escaped from the... Did he have cheese in his pocket? <laughs> bacon, 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 it's bacon! <laughs> the wound which a dog had inflicted upon me the night that I escaped from the Huron caused me so much pain, so great a pain, that if the surgeon of that settlement... Harmon had not put his hand to it, I should have lost not only the leg, but life, for yeah, gangrene he, he, was already settling he in. He put his hand on a bloody wound. No, That's he, a no-brainer. He clearly cut out the bad parts. What part are you talking about? The part of the leg with the black. No, no. He's got gangrene. There's a big part that's not good. You so fucking... he cut out... So you are sure he did something good? I mean, I'm assuming. Yeah, right. You know he did it, too. You know he took a pair of scissors out of that blue water and was just snipping around it. Like, there you go. At least he didn't vomit on his leg. That's a pretty low bar. <laughs> you should go to Kaiser. Herman was soon made uh, the commissary at Fort Orania in 1645. And soon after, Father Jogues uh, just went uh, back out to be a missionary with the Hurons again. So he healed up, and he was like, it was great, the first one. It's like a fantasy camp. I feel like like the first run went awesome, so I'm going to head back out. Hey, guess who's excited to get back out there and hang out with the Hurons? This guy. Who's got two thumbs and can't talk about it? Not this guy. Uh, Quote, my heart tells me that if I have the good fortune to be employed in this mission, I shall go and I shall not return. Sorry. Okay, good luck. What's what's he oracling for himself here? He's saying he's going to go out to... I'm ready to die. I'm going to spread the word of Jesus and be killed. Yeah, just like Jesus. Uh... It turns out he was right. A couple of months later, he was killed by a single hatchet blow from a warrior who had just been told by his tribe that they decided to spare the father's life. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I don't think he knows what spare means. That guy was eventually made a saint, the father, uh, no thumbs. They don't call him, that's not the saint name. He's not yeah. saint, he's not saint uh, no thumbs. Uh, <laughs> He hath no thumbs. He hath returned, but cannot text. Oh. Ah, no. 
a great thing to be made a saint. You're dead. They're like, he was awesome. Great. A lot of good that did. Uh, uh, so, uh, Harmon was a good businessman and loved to party. Nice. Getting a Wolf of Wall Street vibe. In 1642, he inherited a, a house from an elderly man who had just been decapitated by a weak geese geek. By what is uh, happening? A, a wekkies geek, which is a Native American tribe. Um, see, so the old dude's at his house in Manhattan uh, at 47th Street and 2nd Avenue. What? We know where it was. We just know where it was. 42nd Street and 2nd Avenue. And this uh, Wecky's geek guy shows up and knocks on the door. Hello. Oh, the hi. Old, old guy answers it, and then he cuts off his head. Oh, that hurts. It turns out the old guy had been part of a party that had killed his dad when the Wecky's geek guy was 12. So now okay. it's just revenge. Payback time, right. Anyway, that led... But Harmon gets a house. Yeah. Right. Harmon gets a house, but also uh, the tribe got massacred. But um, that happens. Good stuff uh, all around. You guys know that happened in America, right? Didn't go great. Uh, Dave, we're not supposed to talk about it. Just enjoy the freedom. There's a good part of the story. Harmon got a house. Yeah. What the fuck? Can you guys not look at the positive shit? Yeah. It's true. Dude got a free fucking house. Right. People, a whole tribe died. House. It is awesome. Pretty Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. How'd you afford this? Oh, I didn't have to. It's a fun story. Uh, so he sold the house for cash. Uh, he hung out with a soldier a lot named Henrik Van Dyke, who was a hard-drinking badass with an arm rendered unusable after a Native American shot him. Oh, I thought you were going to say after his friend operated on it. <laughs> uh, once Harmon testified in court about a drunken fight between Van Dyke and a hooligan named Black Jan. Harmon swore that he, quote, saw and heard Black Jan say to Van Dyke, Brother, I drink to you. And Van Dyke answered, quote, Brother, I thank you. And then Black Jan hit Van Dyke with a can on the forehead. With a can? Yeah, I guess they're drinking out of cans. Okay. Quote, so that blood flowed and then threw uh, the ensign over his back. So it was a bar fight. Okay. Uh, because with Van cans. Dyke, the, what? It's just a much stranger. I've never seen anyone start a bar fight with a can over the head. I don't I'll know get when. him. Dent. I don't know. Can- <laughs> I think cans started pretty early. We could probably look that up at some point. but No, we can't. I think early. <laughs> Good one. Because Van Dyke had experienced fighting Native Americans, sometimes he would serve as sheriff of New Amsterdam. What? There are literally no fucking rules. Yeah, but it's, I mean, honestly. There's no rules. There should be something. In July of 1647, he was serving as sheriff, and Harmon was getting shit-faced at a tavern when his friend Van Dyke came in and looked at him and said, quote, what the devil are you do- doing here? Betake yourself immediately up the river. I order you to do so. He ordered him to go up the river? Harmon had no idea why, but he had basically just been banned from New Amsterdam. <laughs> what? What? So, so he left town. What? He got drunk, and then he was like, you leave town? He's like, okay. <laughs> What kind of a world? It's a super different time. Oh, man, it makes you want to be the sheriff so much. You, get the fuck out. Shit, all right, sheriff. Sheriff. I would, that would be awesome if you could just make people leave. Yeah, for no reason. Get out of here forever. Oh, sheriff. 
I so, run my town like a reality show with no rules. You're off the island. So anyway, Harmon goes back to uh, the settlement near Fort Aranya. And that's where, uh, near the end of 1647, uh, Harmon was caught in the act of sodomizing his black slave, Tobias. What? Well, Dave, that's a twist. Um, every indication was that the co- sex was consensual. Okay. That's but, a better wrinkle. Yep. But Harmon was put in jail at Fort Aranya along with Tobias. Homosexual sex, like I said earlier, super illegal. Right. Um, the Punish- Dutch, punishable by death? Yep. Jesus the Dutch were very tolerant, but not, not as tolerant that a dude can fuck another dude. As far as the Calvinist court was concerned, anyone engaging in sodomy, willingly or not, got capital punishment. Willingly or not? Yeah. It's like this it's is like, all uh, fucked up. Have you have you heard of Georgia? Uh, <laughs> though there was some leniency, one teen boy was forced to have sex uh, and the court uh, with a man, and the court declared, "quote Although according to a law, a person with whom sodomy has been committed deserves to be put to death, yet." In view of the innocence, we have ordered that he be brought to the place where the condemned shall be executed and that he be tied to a post with wood piled around him and be made to view the execution and beaten with rods. So they were so they were What cool. kind of what just happened, Dave? So so they were like if you if you, if were, you a were teenage boy who got sexually assaulted, they're just gonna beat you up with rods and put uh, wood around you. Put wood around you? I think it's to scare them that they're going to set them on fire. You can do that once. Then people are like, it's just for show. It's show wood. It's a prop. That's all it is. Jesus Christ. So they're not, they're not that, it turns out, not that tolerant. No. This is an intolerant thing. Uh, so a letter was sent to Peter Stuyvesant, the general director of the West India Company, who dispensed all justice in New Amsterdam. Uh, he had a peg leg. So he knew the barber. (laughs) One of my toes was bad. He said, knee down. So so Stuyvesant said he would, quote, act like a father over his children in ruling the colony, which he did. His dad was a strict Calvinist who saw homosexuality as a sin. And Stuyvesant replied to the colony... That uh, sorry, he's in New Amsterdam. He replies to uh, New Ornia, uh, the fort, that he would stand in judgment of Harmon when he returned to Fort Oranya from New Amsterdam in the spring. So he's not going to go up there in the middle of winter. He's going to wait till spring. He's going to head up there and then say you 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 die. Okay, S- super weird. So Harmon's promising career is over. His reputation is destroyed, and he's looking at a death sentence. So it's not a great turn. Right. Yeah. Uh, even, in, even if Stuyvesant granted mercy, which was doubtful, uh, Harmon still would have been given some horrendous punishment, flogging, beating, the wooden horse, or worse. The wooden horse? Yeah, I should have looked that up. Uh, <laughs> have you ever a... seen uh, uh, Urban Cowboy? I think it's like that. I don't know what that is. Uh, you don't know that movie? I know the movie. I haven't yeah, seen it's the movie. a guy who rides a horse in the city. So... Uh, A wooden horse, I believe, is a thing you sit on And it's suspended by ropes And it uh, does some bad things to your uh, uh, private area 
Okay. Nope. Okay. I just felt like that was a high five. It's not a high five time. It seems like a high five time. It is not a high five. Do you know what high fiving is? Yes. I don't think you do. Uh, So, so after all that happened to him, this is best case scenario. He'd be sent back to the Netherlands uh, in shame, ruined name, live, live a life of hell. But the good I news... I would have thought the... Sh- we, I feel like we've heard the shameful part of this guy, and it's not being gay. No. It is the barber slash surgeon slash buccaneer. That's, all, that's good And also. he does all that, and then he has sex with a man, and they're like, you have questionable character. <laughs> no. Uh, so Fort Aranya was not good at a lot of shit. Uh, one of which was keeping people in prisons. So Harmon and Tobias broke out and headed for Mohawk uh, territory. Okay. The, du- the Dutch gave chase. Um, so he, he went to the Mohawks, and they were, you know, they're Native Americans. Uh, people are called two-spirits. They were totally fine with uh, people being gay. They're like, yeah, cool, whatever. Right. Um, so five days later... The Dutch roll in. Uh, Tobias is caught. Um, H- Harmon manages to elude them, uh, but then he, he makes it farther in. Uh, Mohawks take him in. Uh, the Dutch obviously couldn't allow a man to have sex with another man and get away with it. Right. Uh, so, uh, and so the... Wait. Uh, sorry. It's okay. Hey. Hey, there it is. It's a, no, oh, I just Dave, this part. In it's, 1776, it's okay. a French Jesuit wrote, "Quote: There are men unashamed to wear women's clothing and to practice all the occupations of women, from which follows corruption that I cannot express. They pretend that its usage comes from religion. Their effeminates never marry and abandon themselves to the most infamous passion." So that's that's a guy writing about the Native Americans. Like, yeah, they're all good with it. Okay. So they take him in. They don't give a shit. Tobias and Harmon are living together. Um, until they catch him. Uh, then a posse comes. Uh, they find out what village he's in. Uh, they track him through the forest. It's a winter. It's they're the like middle, following his boot prints? It's the middle of fucking winter. So they're right. literally like the times when they don't want to travel. They're like, right. we got it. There's, this a, is there's too a gay impor- man it's out too there. too important. They were so outraged, they refused to wait until it would be safer in spring. He was cornered in an, uh, a Mohawk longhouse uh, that was full of storage, pelts, food, um, Harmon refused to surrender. Uh, he tried to escape by setting the house on fire as a distraction, but he was caught uh, as he tried That's to quite run. quite a technique. Yeah. Well, You're in he, there like, what was my plan? I think it's a 200-foot-long house. I think he tried right. to set one house on fire and run out the other. Still, um, they're like, a, we're back a, here. <laughs> we're like around it. We're just watching it, so this is a bad idea. Oh. For you. Who hey. wants a haircut? Or more. Uh, so they bring him back to Fort Orania. Um they didn't work out the whole keeping people in prison <laughs> thing so they brought him back they're like here we go don't leave through that wall we're building so, it still that's right he throws him back into his cell with Tobias alright you guys stay in here now swear to God S- scouts honor don't leave again. Yeah, yeah. Th- all right. We're, we're totally here for the whole duration. All right. I'm leaving right now. Yep. Until you kill us, we're going to sit right here. Right here. Still Just here watching. I didn't leave me yet. and my buddy who I Said love. I was going to leave. My sex buddy. 
Yep, just go ahead and leave us. All right. We're going to hang out here until you kill us. Not going anywhere. All right. I'm leaving now. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Can you leave your horse right there? Yeah, obviously I'll leave the horse right there. <laughs> Thank you. Not going to take it with me. You guys swear to God you're not leaving. No. The I, where would we go? That's what I'm saying. I mean, that, obviously that wall is still incomplete, but... Yeah, yeah, but to me, uh, like, because it's partly complete, I just see a whole wall. You, you know what I mean? I finish things in my mind. it is a whole wall. Yep. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> All right, Bill. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. They quickly escaped. <laughs> Harman, it's probably kind of fun. Well, Harmon and Tobias headed east and tried to cross the frozen Hudson River. Uh, he probably tried to make it to the English settlements along the Connecticut River as guards chased him. Herman Van de Bogart fell through the ice and drowned. Tobias was captured, but there is no record of what happened to him. That's not good. Yeah. Uh, New Amsterdam received word of Harmon's death in February 1648 in a letter, quote, sent from the colony of Rans Ir Lerswick by an Indian. The letter said, Mr. Harmon has gotten himself stuck under the ice and drowned himself near Fort Oranje. As people were chasing him to take him prisoner, in the end, he did meet a bad fate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. The, the lead kind of gave that part up. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. The dead It's not burying the lead. Yeah. Yeah. It's putting uh, it on display. Uh, his property, which today would be at 47 and 2nd Avenue, was sold at auction to reimburse the Mohawks, because the Mohawks were like, oh, yeah, these guys like money. They burned down our shit, so let's go get it. Right. Um, they also divvied up the spoils pirated by the Lagars, at which point were owned by other people. Yeah. Okay. So they went to the ship that had taken a bunch of stuff, and they're like, he was so gay, we're going to take stuff from other people. And they just took all this other shit. You know, it's, we've always lived in rational times, it seems. Carmen's journal, uh, Harmon's journal of the first trip into uh, the Iroquois nation was lost in piles of records. But it was found in 1895 when a Scottish-born scholar discovered it in Amsterdam among the Van Rensselaer family archives. But he had never put his name on it. So it was believed to have been written by a Van Rensselaer agent. But in the early 1900s, historian A.J.F. Van Leer discovered it was the journal of Harmon Van Den Bogart, and he received credit for being the first person to document the life of the Mohawk. Stuyvesant lived out his life uh, on Manhattan, even after the British took over. He established a farm in what is now Greenwich Village. His farm would later become the exact spot of the Stonewall Inn. That's crazy. That's a little... Uh, that's what we would call a little... A little uh, it would be God working there. Yeah. His ghost supposedly has been spotted many times over the year. Walking. His ghost? Yeah. His ghost has supposedly? Yeah, I put, I put supposedly in, but... Oh, so you don't think it's true? <laughs> I don't. Over the years, walking and thumping his peg leg on the floor of St. Mark's Church in the Bowery. What? What a fucking insane story. What just happened? It's just bad to be Dutch in the 1600s. Holy shit. I... I, I as... If, 
It's a lot to unpack there. You, you're sitting there like a kid who just did something bad. I, don't, I think there's a lot of people in this country that aren't a lot different from the Dutch in the 1640s. No. That's what I think. Georgia, That's... Ohio, Alabama. Well, you know things are going good when you can hear a margarita getting made. Uh, you know you've touched a nerve when the ice machine turning on is like, well, we can all hear that audibly. Uh, We'll wait it out. Um, yeah, there you go. See? It's so, just, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to make of what just happened. It's well, fucked. It's, it's just crazy that you can be a hero, and then you live the life that you were born to live, yeah. and then you get killed. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. That is crazy. And what you're saying is so true. I do, you know, we are, I think it like, like the last like couple of weeks have just been like haymaker after haymaker of, yeah. my God, are we going backwards? We are going backwards. Like, yeah. And we had the, I like, all of a sudden we had gay marriage legalized. We got weed. You could take mushrooms in Denver. <laughs> and then, and then you get like the dick kick. I mean, what's happening right now, it is so fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale. I haven't heard of it, but I'll Google it. <laughs> yeah, we need to kick their dicks in. We need to stack the Supreme Court and drive them into the ground. Yeah. Because, because they aren't a majority. They stole Supreme Court picks. They put fucking uh, lunatic uh, sexual assaulters on the Supreme Court. They need to be driven to the fucking ground. There's no more, let's play, there's no more Joe Biden, let's play nice with these guys. It's, let's kick their fucking teeth in until they stop crying. That's what I think. No more, no more playing nice. There's no playing fucking nice. They're fucking medieval motherfuckers and let's send them to medieval land. That's how I feel. Hip, hip. Hooray. <laughs> you want to do your thing? And we can do it. Make Puerto Rico a state. Make Washington, D.C. a state. Stack the Supreme Court. And then everything, end everything they love. <laughs> do you want to do the spiel? Yeah, so I'll do the spiel. I did it last show. I'm sorry. Uh, someone burst into tears. Um... Well, first of all, thank you guys very much for coming out. We appreciate the shit out of it. Truly. So, uh, David Wallace Wallace is a guy who wrote a book about climate change, and um, we saw him speak the other night. Uh, he was talking to a climate scientist from New York City who is working with the city uh, on what to do to save New York City. Uh, and they're going to build a seawall, 
the seawall is going to take 30 years to build because that's how long these things take. Um, because of that, Howard Beach is gone. Howard Beach will no longer exist. South Brooklyn is gone. South Brooklyn no longer exists. It will be wiped off the map. No one will save it. Many parts of Queens are gone. They will be lost. They are gone. The city will stop doing infrastructure projects. They will stop fixing the subways, and those places will deteriorate, and all the people that live there will be told they will not be able to give their homes to their children. It's over. Those places are gone. That's climate change. You're not living in something that's the future. Those things are already set in stone. The city knows it. They're planning it. You're living in a fucking fire, and you need to act like it. It's a fucking climate emergency. We have 10 fucking years to change the way we live on the planet. Cuomo needs to fucking go. And if he doesn't go, you need to scare the living shit out of him until he behaves like a man who realizes fossil fuels are bad. You need to punish your fucking politicians on the Democratic side who are doing fuck all while the planet dies. That's it. We're Planet Change 10 is our group. Join up, but the time is over to stop doing anything. That's it. Sorry to bum you out. But that, that's what it is. Yeah. Please do. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 